ain't nothing but healthy conversation. Okay, America, I'm back. I know I haven't posted a podcast a couple of weekends, but I've been busy, work. You know, we have the shortage of people. You know, across the country, every job seems to have a shortage of staff. So, you know, they're working the hell out of us. I'm sorry, what can I say? You know, overtime weekends, if they're open, we're working. So I want to get something in here real quick. Uh, I hope the quality of this podcast is good. It's going to be kind of rushed, but I hope to get my point across. So with that being said, let's get right into it. BLM, the Black Lives Matter movement, is dead. And the black community has killed it. Now, I know you're saying, Mr., what are you talking about? I'll be very clear. This movement from these last two years, 2019 to 2021, there was a lot of wrongdoing, uh, wrong killings, um, injustices, injustices for black Americans, for a few. And people stood up and took notice, the biggest one being George Floyd. People across this country have taken notice. People across this world have taken notice and stood up and protested. And, you know, I want to be the first to say thank you to everybody outside of this country who stood up and took notice. There's a lot of countries out there who are protesting a man they didn't know in a country they don't even live in. So they stand to gain nothing for their voice, but yet put it out there. Now, with that being said, just the people here in this country, you have black Americans, white Americans, and other, um, you know, foreigners that live here as well, that um, different nationalities that are, you know, Americans as well, that protested. And it was great to see this country come together just for the injustice of just not only George Floyd, but just Americans being treated wrong by police. In this case, it just happens to be Black Americans, which is, you know, Black Lives Matter movement. Now, the only part about it that killed it was you had more Blacks during this protest that did as much destruction as they did protesting. Now, here's where I say they killed it. When Colin Kaepernick was first protesting police brutality, right? Everybody remembers. The man got down on one knee. He never spoke a word. He got down on one knee. And... He kneeled during the national anthem. Quietest protest publicly that's probably happened since this whole movement really got kicked off. 
and he made he made more waves saying nothing making one motion right Colin Kaepernick never busted out windows never ran through a CVS stealing stuff never burned up any cars never did any of that he knelt he took a knee in protesting he he literally had a Martin Luther King moment. It was a quiet protest, as professional as he could be. Um, and the man was literally ripped apart for it. Literally. As a person does. When you take a stand and, and you're alone, that's kind of what happens. Either you're going to be, you know, held a hero or held as a traitor. In Colin Kaepernick's case, he was held as a traitor. Now, you know, uh, everybody hating. I mean, from fans, literally up to the president of the United States. Colin Kaepernick had had his name in every home, whether it was good or bad, from ground one to the government. Now, But it, keep in mind, it was peaceful. What he did was spark a whole country to divide itself and pick a side, which I don't really believe the black community was aware of how profound his actions really became. So as he, with, with a voice or with an image, was taking these hits, other athletes began to stand in. Other even athletes to start to divide. We all saw this, you know. Um, corporations took notice and started picking a side. Um, you know, uh, Papa John's, you know, uh, that CEO, I can't think of the guy's name, the face from Papa John's, the guy that ended up getting, uh, I don't know, fired or whatever. He, they haven't stepped down or relieved from the board. You know, off of Papa John's. Then they ended up dropping Papa John's off the NFL altogether. You know, Nike took a sign. The people started burning jerseys and, and, and shoes and things they've already paid for. Like, you know, they picked a side. I think Ford picked a side or tried to be neutral and, and not pick a side. I mean, there was just so much into it. Then it spilled out outside of, you know, the NFL into just sports altogether. It's, 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 you know, it went in all the way up as far as, you know, Olympics. Um, I mean, it got huge quick. And, you know, this is before 2019. I mean, it has, it has grown and I think it peaked in the last two years. So, when you start to see these protests, you're going, people with voices are putting their names and their careers and their livelihoods on the line, and no one's asked them to. So when the people in America decide that they're going to protest, the least you could do at this point is, is uh, humble yourself. 
Be professional. Keep a peaceful protest. Because it wasn't just black people protesting. But out of the genuine protesters, not folks trying to sabotage stuff, but genuine protesters, every time there was a window busted, every time it seemed like there was a fire started, it was actually... And I'm not talking about the folks with their face covered up. We're not gonna. We're not talking about those people because they caught those people. You know, caught them on camera, exposed them in live. We've seen those. We're talking about the black folks who literally never even had their faces covered. Who were literally going downtown uh, in California, stealing from I don't know if it was the Fendi store, or Louis Vuitton, like the cast in the middle of the afternoon, looting these places. That's the folks we're talking about where a man has lost his life and then for you it's become an opportunity to get something for free. You know, which is why these places were boarding up their windows, closing early, because they knew these protests would be anything but peaceful. Um, and it's really a sad shame that when these protests got, when these protests got bad, that um, you had a lot of black people that were in the midst of it, in the dead in the middle of it. Um, and 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 uh, it starts to taint the movement very bad. I mean, just literally taint it. The worst part is, as the black community, we seem not to care. We seem not to care because we didn't take advantage of this in a positive way. Um, I mean, one of the guys uh, in Georgia, I can't remember his name, that, you know, had used to start using money that people were donating to the Black Lives Matter movement was buying, I think, buying another house, took some trips. I mean, just blew through a bunch of money that really, I mean, was not his to do. You know, and he's there talking about jail time for him. Um, of course, this is during the time when you you would think that everybody who's in the midst of all this would be on their best behavior, doing everything right. You know, sitting down with government officials, these young kids, these, these new millennials, because this is their time, you know. Things that were happening in 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 the '60s during your civil rights movements has now reared its ugly head to a Black Lives Matter movement. It's there's nothing different. If you look at what was going on in the '60s versus what's going on in 2020, 2021, it's the same thing over the same group of people for the same problem. And so, this is why I say the black community has killed it. This is the same thing. It's 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 a it's an evil vicious cycle that we keep missing. Same thing that's going over in the '60s, civil rights movement is what they called it then, right? 2020 Black Lives Matter movement. Same thing, different name. Okay, the foundation is the same. Black folks not getting treated fairly. That's your foundation in both those movements. But if you back it up even further than that, 
you'll talk about slavery. Same thing was going on then. You had a movement where slaves wanted to be free. They wanted to be equal. And that same movement went. But you had a part where you went from slaves that made their movement. They made their run for it. You know, some went to the north if they didn't die. I mean, it's all in your history books. To where blacks were free on paper. They got freed on paper per the government, but still didn't get respect or didn't feel like they were free in everyday life. Blacks were still lynched. They were still, um, you know, run out of town, uh, killed for no reason. So then, you know, you, you go through all those years, their land that they were given was taken from them, areas where they live was taken from them. But they're considered to be free on paper. It's the whole thing Abraham Lincoln died for. You know, quote unquote, his assassination. You know, that's what you actually had. A, a civil war. Can you believe anybody who doesn't think the civil war was over black people then you have, don't even, just just stop reading altogether. Stop understanding life as you know it. The Civil War, this country went to war with itself over blacks because part of this country did not want to end slavery. Now, whether you believe it or not, it's the truth. In a nutshell, and the reason they didn't want to end slavery was the same reason it was literally a binding contract. You literally took all this free labor and said you can go. Now, the reason it was you a president died behind it, okay? A country went to war. Keep in mind, the Civil War is the largest war in American history where more Americans died than any other war combined. Well, actually, I think it's supposed to be like all the other wars combined. You lost more American lives on American soil because slavery, half the country did not want to end slavery. That goes to tell you the value of black people in America. Because some people look at slavery as being blacks being treated, you know, unfair. But you have to look at slavery completely different than that. Slavery was a business. Slaves were essentially skilled employees. So, look at it like this. You take skilled employees off of a job, right? What happens to that job? It stops. Now, you take those skilled employees and you give them a little piece of land. 
and a way of life and tell them, hey, you're on your own. You're free now. Do something. They're going to do what they were, they've only known how to do. They're going to work. They're going to take the same attitude they had five minutes before they were slaves. And they're going to put it to their self. They're going to take their land. They're going to, you know, whatever they were doing, if they were making cotton or corn or whatever they were doing that was on, the, you know, the plantation, they're going to do for themselves now because they know it made money. Slaves wasn't stupid. It's the whole reason they were slaves. It made that plantation money. It made their master a, a ton of money. Well, so now the master's got a whole plantation that's not moving. Because why? He's got no more free labor, and he doesn't want to pay for what he was getting for nothing. So you got to think, a country was pissed at itself. So then you free the blacks on paper, but then they never really get treated equal. Then the segregation comes. Then you have where uh, you have blacks that can, they can never... They can't ride in front of the bus. They they can't sit with white people in the restaurant. Uh, some areas they still couldn't go to after they were free without getting killed. You know, they were treated like outcasts regardless because they were set free. Only because they were set free. No other reason in the world. They didn't do anything to anybody. They were just set free. <laughs> and so segregation continues. And you go through the years. You go through the years. And you're making it into the 60s. And, and the reason I always say the 60s, or I'm really talking about the 60s, is because that's when your civil rights movement has come along. So now blacks are tired of being slaves. They did everything they could to get free. They're free. Now they're tired of being treated like second-class citizens. They want total equality in the streets, not just on paper. So you had the civil rights movement. Blacks were getting killed for you know standing up. Um, and you had, uh, you, I mean, you just had so much going on. Black people, this, uh, this new millennial, man, I just, I don't, I don't understand what it is you're, you're trying to do. And at this point, 2021, the black community um is you, as far as being black you're in the best possible position that blacks have ever been in the history of this country i mean you can go anywhere you want live anywhere you want to live work anywhere the best education all this is available to you okay if you're an athlete you're making so much more than athletes that were making you know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago. Um, musicians are making so much more than musicians were making 10, 15 years ago. I mean, it's just unreal. But blacks today want to get rid of history. And that's just, it's insane. Because the first of all, let's be honest. Black Lives Movement is not even closely to being the first movement in black history. Okay? I mean, you, you, you have to understand what Colin Kaepernick did in taking a knee 
on the national anthem was for you all, for the new generation, it was the biggest thing, the best thing, but it wasn't a new thing. I mean, this was done before, almost 50 years ago, which is, 50 years is nothing. Your parents are older than that, okay? And I mean, you ask any of them. Uh, um, the 1968 Olympics, uh, Tommy Smith and John Carlos did the same exact thing Colin Kaepernick did. They didn't kneel. They came to the podium. Um, and, and please look them up. Read about these guys. These guys are alive today. And, it, and, and just to show you how dirty the media is, they didn't talk about these two men. You have not heard these two names. You you just you just don't. Uh, when Colin Kaepernick did what he did, he got dragged. But no one would honestly stand up and say, "Hey, you know what? Tommy Smith did the same thing. John Carlos did the same thing, nearly fifty years ago." And at the Olympics, they did the same thing. When the Star Spangled Banner, I mean, yeah, when that national anthem was played, Star Spangled Banner, um, they had the, that's when they the whole the Black Power gloves. One had one on his right hand, one had one on his left, and then they both came to the podium with black socks on, um, and that was for to show a um, oh man, I can't think. It was for black pro. It was for uh, black poverty. So they came to the podium without shoes, wearing black socks, plus they had the black gloves. So it was a quiet protest. Same thing like like um, Colin Kaepernick. Quiet protest. Two guys. Boom, boom. During the Olympics. And them two dudes got dragged. And the worst part is CBS dragged them through the mud. Because I, th I think they were hosting the Olympics. So they, you know, the Olympics was on TV on CBS. And even ESPN. Don't let these cats fool you. They dogged these two guys for standing up for what they believed. These guys, their careers were ruined. Just like Colin Kaepernick. But they put their life on, they put their, I don't want to say their life, they put their livelihood on the line for what they believed in, for a movement that they would hope affected more than them. And it did. Their Black Power movement during the Olympics was on the heels of the Civil Rights Movement. All this was going hand in hand. So, what I, I say that to say this. When you see this playing out over and over, you know, years and years, up to almost 50 years, well, over 50 years now, up to 2021 Black Lives Matter, it lets you know you need this history for all of you who do not know this is why black americans you guys are crazy for wanting to get rid of the confederate flag you want to change names for slave owners no you don't there's a reason why it's there the reason it's there is because everybody that made a movement to get where you are today lets you know why you're still having movements why you're still having protests. 
because of these situations. People need to understand because if you start deleting the parts of history that you don't like, then guess what? The other side is going to start deleting the part of history they don't like. So you want to get rid of Confederate flags, statues, names of slave owners on buildings. That's fine. So think about the white Americans that don't like blacks and say, well, we want to get rid of uh, which they're trying to do anyway. We want to get rid of the slave teachings in school. We want to get rid of actual slave shacks that stand to this day. We want to get rid of monuments of Martin Luther King, monuments of Rosa Parks. Because see, black America, you can't have it both ways. You can't have where you want to get rid of everything that hurt the history of blacks, but then keep everything up that makes you look good, all the accomplishments that blacks had. White Americans will get their say-so as well. So when you do this and you have this new generation who now the history is gone, it's blank. Keep in mind, blacks don't have a history in this country. Black Americans came here as black slaves. That's it. That's where your history starts. It's not a good history, but it's your history nonetheless. Everybody's not going to have a great history, but everybody should have a story to tell. You're taking that story from the generations, and you have no reason to. You do that, now the movement stops. Now the continuation for improvement, not continuation for equality. You will never get equality in America. I'm sorry, that's just what it is. Black Americans in this country will have to work 10 times as harder, educate 10 times better, and be twice as good as your counterpart, white Americans, to even get close to where they are. But that's just the name of the game. You're not going to come into somebody else's house and think you're going to run it. They discovered America. It's their land. They Killed almost all Native Americans off to get it. You think they're going to let you take it over? You think they're going to let you sit at the same table as them and do what they want? No, sir. No, ma'am. It's not going to happen. If you want to play the game and play the game right, you have to invest the same way they invested. You have to catch up. I'm, I'm sorry. Catch up. You have to do like the Rockefellers, where you might go through generations saving money for the next generation. Not buying brand new Dodge Challenger, Charger Hellcats. Not buying uh, Jordan 1s. You'd have to save all your money up, pass it to the next generation, and die off with next to nothing. And so forth and so on. And leave a legacy. I mean, that's how your Rockefellers do it. That's how your CEOs of... S.C. Johnson or Johnson Johnson, whoever these family-owned companies are, it has to start with somebody's sacrifice. It's all sacrifice. That's why these names are so huge in this country. You, you, you have to stop being a buyer and start being a seller. But you cannot delete these things from history. It's insane. 
Colin Kaepernick is not on a football team as of today because he's not going to delete his history of what he done. He he kneeled. His message is real. It's honest. Everybody knows it. That's why when you have, when you were having these Black Lives Matter protests, blacks weren't the only people there. As a matter of fact, you probably had as many whites as you did blacks who have nothing to gain from this. It's not them being shot up by police. It's not them shooting each other in their neighborhoods at night. Their neighborhoods are infested with crack cocaine and drug dealers. So they have nothing to gain by going out there protesting. Nothing. They've got good neighborhoods. And, and I mean, they're there because they know what's happening is wrong. No matter the color, it's just wrong. When are blacks going to understand allowing drug dealers in your neighborhoods, not quote-unquote snitching to get them off the streets, to get killers out of your neighborhood, why is that so important to you? Why does that make your world a better place if I don't tell on somebody to get them off the street? Or I won't talk to police to get out, to get the bad people out of our neighborhood. And then, but you want to holler about the police that kill blacks. That's wrong. They should be held accountable. And they should, you're right. But then everybody that kills blacks should be held accountable. Even blacks who kill blacks should be held accountable. What's the difference? If it's wrong for an innocent black person to be killed, does it matter who's doing the killing? And why does it matter who's doing the killing? What does that even help your movement? And this is why I say you've killed it. You want to pick and choose what you deem is important. You want to pick and choose what you deem is significant. And people look at you and laugh. People look at you, white Americans, who are doing this and go, we don't, why, do we, why should we care? If we get Derek Chauvin, one cop off the street, maybe two, I forget what the other girl's name is in uh, the one in Texas. And she's only off the street for five years. But we get one cop off the street for, what is it, something like 20, 22 years? I can't remember. And he won't do the whole 22 anyway. But you get one. And black folks think that that's a victory. Fine. If you won that with that one white cop, then you lost 30 victories in the same night from all the black-on-black -black killings, and nobody went to jail. So you're 1 in 30 now. 
So, what 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 are you celebrating? One white cop kills a black person, gets caught doing it. Fine, he goes to jail. Four or five black dudes go shoot up a neighborhood, or you know, two black girls get to fighting in a waffle house, and one pulls out the other one's hair. I I don't care. You don't turn that into YouTube and, and the news. You turn that into World Star. You find the fun in that. And then you want to scream Black Lives Matters the next day. Wow. And this is why we will continue to have movements. And they will continue to go unheard. That's it. Black folks, you better start getting together. Do not. You need to stop this protesting of Confederate flags. Let them get back up in the air. Uh, Get these statues back up. Get these buildings Names, stop all that because that is not your downfall. Your history, if you want to be honest about it, your history is not just what whites have done to blacks, but what blacks have done to blacks. But no one, anytime that point gets brought up, Black people get upset. And that's because you already know. You already know. Black people, and let's be honest, you get mad or you, you know, when you or you see a white person go into your neighborhood and lock the doors. There, there, there used to be jokes about it. Comedians would make jokes about it because it really happened. You'd see it in movies. They put it in movies. What really happened? You know, I mean, they, you know, they put a movie, click, 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 you know, they get in a, a, a black neighborhood and people saw the funniness in it. But black people know when you go to some of these cities, you know better. You know, there's areas that you have no business being in. South Side Chicago. If you live there, it's a war zone. Don't be a tourist going over there and don't know where you're at. Don't be a tourist in, in, in some parts of St. Louis. Some parts of uh, New York, Bronx. I mean, there's some places you have no business being. New York, New Jersey, Atlanta, Georgia, Detroit. Detroit's no game. Yo, <laughs> Detroit is not to be played with. I mean, them cats is taking over gas stations up there. Like, you know. But again, this is what kills the movement. Because if black people all together are not on the same page, they don't care. If 100,000 black people, or one, what is it? One million black men march. Remember that whole Jesse Jackson thing? You know? That's not nearly as big as a story as Jesse Jackson cheating on his wife, right? Like, that story is was way bigger 
than the million man black march that he the black million man march that he tried to put together. And now you know, and that's how, and that's why no one hears from Jesse no more. Nobody hears from Jesse anymore after that little scandal. But they'll take what uh anybody that's seen the movie All Eyes on Me. There was a part where the character Tupac and his mother were standing in the living room. And, and I'm sure you'll all remember this. And she says to him, they will give you everything. you. They will give you all the tools that you need to destroy yourself. Now, you need to figure out who they are. Because they could be anybody in this new generation. They could be, you could blame white people, but blacks do it to each other. Blacks will give you the tools that they know you need to destroy yourself. You got to understand what side you're playing for. What's going to put your children a step ahead every step of the day? Uh, you know, uh, not just of the day, but of their life. All these new kids, when you got TikTok and you got uh, Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and what is it, OnlyFans or something like that, I can't remember. But you have all these things and you can use these platforms to be profound and, and really push a positive message. Or you can use these platforms to waste your life. And again, what you consider to be, you know, having fun or living your best life, it's no good if what you're doing is not setting up the next generation for success. And that's the sad part. If black people, if you haven't got anything else in this message, if you haven't learned anything else that I'm saying to you today, okay, understand if you're not preparing the next generation, your children, for success that you do right now, every day in life, you have failed your community. Don't go out and protest and waste your time because that's what you're doing. You can't protest by day and then be destructive by night. It doesn't, it doesn't work that way. You get mad because you have white police white Americans in, in, in positions that you yourself say, I don't want that job. I don't want to be that job. I'd be a snitch or, or that's a job for, you know, I don't, it doesn't make enough money. It doesn't, that's why people like that being an officer doesn't make you a snitch. You can become a chief of police or a judge isn't a bad job. You could become on the Supreme Court. Like being a politician isn't a bad thing. It could land you to be a president. You have to look at the bigger picture. I mean, you can do whatever you want, but why be mediocre? Why be mediocre? I would never want to be the quarterback of a football team when I can be the owner. I would never want to be a rap star 
when I can be CEO of a, of a label. Things that will set the next, my children up for success going forward. I can leave a legacy instead of leaving a few dollars. So, love the conversation. Great conversation. Um, like I said, the Black Lives uh, movement is dead. Um, it's just, I just really feel, I really believe that Black Americans are with the trend and not with, um, not with the reality. And to add, when to delete the history is just insane. And it's going to kill everything that they are wanting to try to do. And it, people won't take them serious. People's not going to take Black America serious now or in the future if this, what you call cancel culture, uh, achieves what it wants to. Uh, if anybody's clearly watching, just just the, um, the new rules in voting. Remember now, Blacks have the right to vote. Now the rules have changed, and, and mainstream media has told you the, a lot of the rules that have changed are targeted for, against black voters. But no one's protesting that. Where's the march? Where's the march on that? Where's the protest? Where's the laying in the street of you don't lose the right to vote, but now you're losing the right on how you can vote? And a lot of these changes are in states that a lot of black people voted Democrat. It's affecting your vote. Now, I don't care how you vote. You can vote what you want to vote. But those same people, those black voters that were voting for Trump, Republicans, um, your vote's going to be just as affected, affected as well. You see, when they targeted these votes, you go to the same polls as black Americans that vote Democrat. So take every opportunity serious. 2021, black Americans in this country have more opportunities than they'll ever have, I think. Take them serious, people. Um, get your kids in private school. Get your kids, you know, give them, get them a bank account when they're, when they're born. The minute they have a social security number, give them a bank account. Give them some money. You know, when these kids turn 16, they should have at least $100,000 saved up. I'm, and I'm not being funny. I know a lot of people would think, well, that what you crazy? No, sixteen years, a hundred thousand dollars. That's not a lot of money when you're investing in your future. Get these kids in private school. Teach them the importance of grades, scholarships. Um, send them to places. Stop having your kids where they've never left the town they were born in. Show. I mean, I'm just being honest. Even single parents, men or women, married couples as well, would you 
Get a plane ticket. Take your kids out of the country. Take them to Europe. Take them at a time where they understand, not just any old time, you know. Let them see some things that they've they've only seen in a book. Let them know that the world is is out there and they can go anywhere they want to go. Set your children up for success. I'm going to give you this story real quick and then I'm out of here. I was with my friend. I was with my friend. I was in Georgia at the time. And I think that we were in we were in Roswell, Alpharetta. I can't really remember. And we were at this dealership. We went to a dealership, exotic car dealership at nighttime. And I don't know, I don't remember the name of the dealership. Me and my friend Charles were out there, and this is about 11, about 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night. And at this dealership, they had everything: Lamborghinis, Audis, Porsches, Range Rovers. Um, I think that was about it. Think about it. Well, they had one Ferrari. They had a Ferrari F40. Now, the Ferrari F40 was in the building. The Lamborghinis, the, the ones that were inside, were uh, like all Mercilagos. At the time, I, I think they, I might have even seen some Diablos, uh, 6.0s. And they had this Ferrari F40 in the corner with this big old sold sign on it. So we're, we're outside. They got Range Rovers and then your V10 Audis and, and uh, Lamborghini uh, Glaros or Glaros. I can't think how to say that. Glaros. But so we were just looking at the cars, you know, our wish list. You know, we always wishing for the high stuff. And like I said, 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night. So we're just sitting around talking. We're looking in the big old glass building full of beautiful cars, beautiful Lambos. I look over to my left and I tap Charles and point to my left. There's this white guy there with his son. 11, 11.30 at night. His son was five years old. People, I cannot make this story up. His son was five. They're looking through the window like we're looking through the window. 11 o'clock at night, this father is talking to... We got quiet just to hear what they were saying or he was saying. He was talking to his son about these cars and what it would take for his son to drive those cars. and. He was telling his son that by the age, the time he turned 16, he could get one of those cars. He goes, man, and he was telling him, if you go to school and do what you're supposed to do and you get good grades at 16 years old, you'll be able to get one of those cars. You can drive one of those to school. And I was really tripping Cause I actually asked him. I said, "Well, how old is your son?" And you know, he, he, that's when he told me he was five. And and he said, "You know, his son loved those cars, but he wanted to tell him." And he came out like we did. He didn't want to be wasn't want to be talked to by salesmen and all that. But he wanted his son to have his undivided attention about cars like this are already within his reach as as young as a teenager. 
but he was instilling it in a five-year-old child about his education and better education gets you things like this. And I said, you know, that was insane to me. That was insane that I would have never in my entire life thought to bring my child out at 11 o'clock at night and talk to him about cars and education. Father was out there doing it. And as I mean, this happened I, maybe 12 years ago, something like that. I don't know. 12, 13 years ago. I would never forget that because when I have my son, I would guaranteed do the same thing. Make sure to take him out and at a young age when children can learn anything in the world, it all depends on what you want to teach them that you, you can teach them about education. You can teach them about you could take them in and out of the country where you can teach them about the world and let them know how big it really is at such a young age so when they grow up, they grow up with the the attitude of um, there's so much more than where they're at. And I think that's one thing that's always been missing in black America that we, we either don't have the time to do or we don't have the money to do, or we just don't have the mindset to do. Um, and it's crazy because I think those are the things that we need to do and our children would learn so much more um, than just what they see on TV or what they hear in music or even what they read in the history books. You know, when you give them a reality of the world and not just the world around them, it makes a huge difference. So if you want to do anything for the future, or for the generation, set them up. Set them up for success. Um, protesting, it, it. Black Americans protesting so long. All you can do now is you're gonna have to live. You're just gonna have to live, but live the best way you can, and take care of every generation there after you. Make sure they're taking care of the generation after them, the best way they can. Um, change your home. It's, it's the best thing. Just change the way that you live in your home, how your children see the world, how they see you as a parent and society. And I think with, if you build off of that, then it'll definitely be, uh, uh, better for each generation coming. So it'd be way better than a protest that ends up with no change. So, great conversation. I'm out of here. Got to get myself up to work tomorrow. I'll talk to you in the next one.